変身
So they took an image of um, what appears to be a a young woman riding a young man, full penetration visible. She has her top undone, and you can see like um, her face, her nipples. Um, and they've like taken the sensor bars off to make it more graphic. Is the is my issue? Not just like the let's show penetration at the top of our page. It's the like we remove censorship to make it clear. <laughs> That's the part where I'm like, wait, you want to bridge too far, my friends. You don't need to redo the artwork for head tie in order to show it off at the top of your page on it. I don't know. Bizarre. So the artist, <clears throat> excuse me, the artist drew it censored, but somebody came in and removed the censor from the original version. Yeah, um, I would recommend that that everybody who has no prying eyes and like a private browser just go to Wikipedia and look at the head type page because it's um yeah it's just like because of weird puritanical values World War Two whatever like you can't show like uncensored like genitals in like in like porn in Japan mm-hmm. including like drawn porn so this was drawn it looks like it's from like a video game or something from like the way the art is. Um, and then the, the Wikipedia person was like, I better draw this to make sure it's uncensored. It's very strange. <laughs> I just incredibly bizarre. Just It was so funny. He was like, oh, hentai. And I was like, that's just, that's actual hentai. It's not even like a artfully, like an yeah. anime girl, with maybe some cleavage saying, this is the example of a, a person in hentai before sex or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, here's sex. That's yeah. That's, that's full on graphic. Yeah, you're seeing that now, right? I, I yeah, like, yeah, I pulled it up because after you described it, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad as he's making it sound. No, it's it's that bad and then some. And the fact that they kind of look like they might be teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that's so that stresses me out a little bit. Like, it, it's clear, like, behind penetration of this, like, couple. Um, but also, like, the caption, not only is it like you didn't need to have that at the top of your page, Wikipedia. But the caption being, we removed, set the, we like redid the art, basically. Like we like remade this or like <laughs> we just like got rid of sensor bars and drew in some more like penis and Good. vagina to make it look. Fuck whatever the artist's original intention was. We want the full on triple X. Like, we're seeing everything here. You can question the intent of having full penetration at the top of the page. Uh, but I think you lose your objectivity when you are like, let's redo the art. to to make it more graphic that's a different thing than let's show an example (laughs) of like porn let's redo the porn yeah they they weren't trying to show an example they were kind of just being perverts themselves there i feel like yeah and like um i'm a big fan of like the culture of porn if that makes sense like whenever i hear about like oh there's people that leave comments and like play like tic tac toe and like Pornhub comments. I'm like, that's fun. Go for them. <laughs> Go for those people. Or like, um, when Flash died, like I saw people being like, here is my favorite Flash porn from when I was in middle school. And I was like, oh, this is fun culture. Like, I like that there's this weird like undercurrent to something that like we all consume in some way. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like know a ton about it, but like, it's like, okay, like, um, <sighs> you know how like porn nowadays that's like, parody porn has like worse names because of seo like that like um back in the day a cousin of mine had this vhs 
it was called Flesh Gordon, and it was just like meant to be like a Flash Gordon parody porn. Versus like nowadays, it would be like um, that's <laughs> not the Irishman XXX, you know, because <laughs> they want to like get like this like search edges to pick it up, which I find really funny and like a cool like um, estimate of like our times, I guess. I don't know. Did you know that there is a subreddit dedicated to just displaying like the wildest Pornhub comments? I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Yes, and it's absolutely hilarious. I I recommend it if you're just bored one day and want to browse because you are absolutely right about that culture. They have just like an entire like almost family or something. It's very bizarre. I've seen people go on there and ask for like algebra help. It's <laughs> it's intense <laughs> and oddly wholesome sometimes. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, there's no more targeted way to, like, find a community than, the, okay, of the 14 people that uh, are going to be on this specific fetish, on this specific thing, let's have a conversation. Let's meet up. I don't know. Let's talk. Yeah. Who's a data science major? I've got some questions on one of my workbooks. I also like how, like, um, porn that is just, like, normal, like, oh, my goodness, fucking shit. Do you have Sorry. a ghost in your house? My cat jumped onto my shoulder and then jumped off of my neck and into a guitar. Gotcha. So, yeah. I was afraid the censors were coming after us from talking about porn so much. Yeah, the censors. But no, like how there will be like porn, there's like two people having sex that like they add like stepmom or incest title to it, even though it's never addressed in the work. Right. Which I think is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I think porn categories are interesting. Like, whenever they have those maps, it's like, oh, in Idaho, um, people really like pissing or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've heard those mentioned a couple of times, and I, I've felt the need to look for them, but then I'm always afraid of, you know, what my search history will look like afterwards. But, like, there's certain types of porn that, like, oh, I'm picturing myself, I care about labor, I'm picturing myself as, like, someone in porn. There's certain types of porn where I'm like, Man, that's got to be exhausting. Like, that's going to be like, take up your whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, they don't ever get it done in one shoot either. Like, can you imagine like getting like pissed on the meal? Okay, and now I got to like go do meal prep for the week. Like, you know, like it just like takes some more. There's stuff that like doesn't feel like you could do it. Like, I kind of feel that way a little bit with, um, okay, feel free to check my judgment on this one <laughs> but um if i was a female performer mm -hmm. i would kind of be like man i got stuff to do today like i gotta like do the laundry do i really gotta like come here like what if it like goes sideways and like i just like don't want to do anything the rest of the day that's kind of where i'm at with that where i'm like i mean it's cool that's a poor but also i'm like if I was somebody who, like, had to do laundry or, like, take my dog for a walk and had to, like, do that at two, then, like, get home at four, I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. And then when you think about those, uh, they always have those ones that are, like, just look physically exhausting, too. Like, they've got to be in an awkward position or some guy, even if he looks really buff. You got to hold that same lady up for like six hours so you can get the shot exactly right. I kind of feel like by the time you get home at the end of the day, your wife tries to kiss you and you're like, no, you know what? I need a hot bath. 
I, I, I can't deal with anything right now. Yeah. Or, or like you like slip on your way to the bathroom after like giving a foot job and you're like, oh man, I, I really banged my knee. It was bad. I slipped <laughs> from all the foot job, job loop. <laughs> God, I knew uh, Kyle was a bad idea. I have a related story from my childhood. <laughs> so I wanted to figure out if you would actually slip on a banana peel. So I threw it on the ground and I ran forward and, and I didn't slip. So I was like, okay. Factor fiction, myth busted. Right. Then I got a whole banana, and that works. If you're ever in a situation where you need to like make some criminal slip and fall behind you, try using full bananas, not just the peels. So if I'm ever home by myself and I find myself in like a Macaulay Culkin home alone situation, yeah, that's going to be my first trap is just set out a whole banana. Just a whole banana <laughs> on the ground. I mean, like, what movie would you want to make a porn parody of if you had to? It's a tough one. Right? Probably just like from the perspective of having a lot, you know, going on and something that could kind of fit everybody's taste. Maybe like Wizard of Oz. I was honestly going to say Return to Oz. (laughs) I was like, oh, Return to Oz would be great. The great Ewok adventure. Just, I mean, you could cater to almost every, every taste with that. I can't think of, I guess, like, there's no way you could do something Tokyo related that wasn't super generic, right? Like, unless you, like, made a whole, like, mech cockpit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's probably already been done, like, somewhere. Yeah, that probably has been done. (laughs) Somebody got, like, some, like, old, like, Star Trek, like, sets and was like, oh, damn, we got, we got to do this. (laughs) You guys think of what I'm thinking? We got something here. Yeah, there's nothing I can think of. Like, there's very easy to do stuff like Naruto or like I'm looking Get Out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, porn has a big issue with weird racism. So, like, there's certain movies that like I'm looking at and I'm like, I actually don't want to have anybody make like a porn out of Get Out. That would be bad. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way that could come out in any way, shape or form that was anything good. <laughs> Man, for... I bust. I want to talk about uh, what have you been looking at uh, besides porn since we last <laughs> talked? Anything like good as far as movies, TV, etc.? Um, I can't say anything on the movie or TV front, but I do have to ask, did you get caught up in the Reddit hype and put any money into GameStop? No. And that's the reason you're not a millionaire right now. I know that you do some stock stuff, right? Um, I do, yes. I mean, my perspective is I do not have any umbrage with anybody who's involved a person level, mm-hmm. but also the whole thing is a weird fraud that I'm against. Like I'm not against like the people who are like small level involved, but also like it, it's a whole lot of bullshit to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, I refuse to have anything to do with it because I'm too old and cautious now. So I, I, will not take chances on a meme stock. Um, but the people that did get money from it, great. I'm totally happy for them. Um, the only reason I asked was because in my friend groups, a couple of people that know I, I do have some investing experience were like, hey, should I get on this or should I get on Nokia? And I was just like, please, for the love of God, don't take investment advice from any social media ever. <laughs> I would like spend some money when something's very low just to like never sell if that makes sense like just to fuck with the market like i wouldn't mind doing that that'll be fine by me yeah i worry when people who don't really have a lot of that base knowledge anyway 
decide to listen to uh, Anal Fissure 69 and dump every penny that they own into something that they don't understand at all. So That's a real risky 69 if you've got the Anal Fissure. That just sounds like a real... Painful one, right? That just sounds like, oh man, uh, you might have some extra presence there. Extra issues yeah. involved. But yeah, I'm a big fan of just like, oh, let's just put some taxes on here. Let's like regulate this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, if it accomplished nothing else, it finally got people to realize that the system really needs to be looked at. Well, yeah, like that's the thing, though. Like people, I hope people look at clear hypocrisy at the systems in place around the world. Um, and they're like, and they don't get like nihilistic. They get like, oh, maybe I should like look at other groups and organizations and like political ideologies that are like trying actively to build coalitions to work on this. Like people that like don't just take, well, I really got to fuck over more people to get mine. And instead are like, oh, maybe I need to like look at like what's going on in my local DSA and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And why have things been allowed to be this way for this long? Yeah. Um, which is great. Cause like, I'm really excited for that. $1,400 check I got promised. It was always a $1,400 check. Never was it. It was always a down payment and a two-part $2,000 check. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, I'm not even, like, hurting. Like, it would honestly, like, go into savings for us, but, like, we're lucky. Like, we've, like, in my house, we've been working the whole time, but, like, even then, like, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. We're in the same position. I mean, thankfully, we both have had um careers that you know they just pretty much told us okay well work from home now so it didn't affect us that badly um but the people that you know have been out here struggling for work or you know having to work 18 hour days you know in like those gig jobs and not getting any benefits and stuff like that and that's bullshit 1400 dollars. okay well i mean it's better than nothing but it's still not great still not what you promised or whatever like Exactly. And, you know, it's not something that's going to last any more than like literally a month worth of paying bills for most people. Like, honestly, like $2,000 a month, $24,000 a year. If that just went to everybody and maybe there was some tax stuff you made above like a certain amount in 2020, 2021, um, that's not a ton of money. Like, it's a lot of money in that it's like in the low trillion, but also like that's not a lot of money on the scale of like our country, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And still way below what's considered poverty level. So and it's just infuriating to me. No, it's real bad. Um, it is just a real despicable thing. But um, and you hear people like very mad about um, raising the, the, the minimum wage, too. And I'm just like, come on. So I'm watching a new show on. We got HBO Max for a month for some reason. Mm-hmm. I have to watch Courage the Cowardly Dog, honestly. And. <laughs> Uh, there's this um like show called Warrior that's set in like um the late 1800s in San Francisco, like about like the conflict, just like oh like um like what's going on if like the worker violence like and like the Chinese population in like San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um there's this great scene where this dude just like he got this like rousing like speech about like we fought. And we like beat those Confederates and we got rid of slavery. And like, that was like a good thing, but they're always looking for more like subhumans. And that's what they're doing. Like, with, like with the Chinese, and then it's like, fuck them. It's like, Oh, you like, it sucks how 
close you got to understanding the material situation you were in and mm-hmm. decided to like default to like, well, let's punch down instead of like try and break that system, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately that seems to be the case, you know, just it, humans in general tend to be that way. It's so much easier for people to punch down and not realize the issue without or why things never change when you do. Yeah. And, um, it's like so fascinating to see, like, um, watch different stuff and see like wow so much of this issue is just like very clearly like with a very exploited like economic situation because like there was always like the reason i brought that up was like because like it was like oh throughout time you see like the ways that like different groups weren't being like properly like represented or like compensated and then of course we did it and it's fine and they're still mega wealthy and just like trying to find new ways to exploit you know mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. Because also, like, um, there's a time where, like, the definition of white didn't really encapsulate, like, the Polish, the Irish, and, like, the, like, Italian, like, people, like, kind of, like, expanded to, you know, but. Right. Like, that was after ground was lost, you know. Yeah. Labor happened. I remember having to do a report um, in my history class, at, what was it, last year, I believe. Um, and the topic that I, I chose was the um, when the a bunch of people from Quebec immigrated over to the U.S. Um, once again, back in the 1800s. And, and, you know, I chose it because it was something I, I'd never heard about. I never knew that that was a thing that even happened here. It never came up in any of my high school history classes. Um, and one of the things that I found the most interesting was that the Irish immigrants who had been there already for some time started shitting on the immigrants from Quebec. And I was like, but you guys are getting shit on by the factory owners. Like, why is this a thing? Like, if they had all, you know, started supporting each other right then and there, probably could have had, like, workers' rights a little bit earlier in history than we actually did. No, totally. And, like, that's why, like, when unions started to, like, get closer to, like, our modern, like, definition of, like, we're meant to kind of like be that coalition and like you have stuff like huh weird that Martin Luther King died around the time of like when he started talking about like poverty and like building that like kind of like coalition like right that's really like the big thing is like if you look at like the definition of like who is other like um it's like if you ever like are like oh like I'm watching Spartacus and it's weird how they're saying that like these Thracian dudes are barbarians they're still very like visibly Greek and very white it's like yeah because the whole thing is bullshit. Like, there's no, like, dips in your head that make you less intelligent. There's no, like, if you cross this line, you're suddenly, like, this group. That's all super artificial. Like, there are plenty of people that will say, yeah, there's, like, no such thing as race, really. <laughs> and, and like, it's, like, a pretty, like, big thing of, like, yeah, there aren't these major differences like that we think. It's just, like... In a lot of cases, it's just like, let's make this for the convenience of keeping borders or for keeping like, like certain like systems in place. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's a huge issue, especially when someone says something like, well, I don't see race. Well, yeah, because you're privileged. That's all that is. You have the privilege of being able to say, I'm, I'm not racist. My best friend is Mexican or my best friend is black. You don't understand what that's like to be on the other side of that statement. So, you you know, it's it's such a cop out thing to say. Like, I have a lot of friends who are cis het white dudes. And mm-hmm. like my perspective, 
the thing that I will say most is that there are a lot of times where you might miss something, you might be too tired or whatever. But like the big thing about privilege is that you don't get you get to miss things and in different categories you don't get to. Like if there's an issue to do with like just the whole mess in the UK, for example, with how they're treating like trans people, um, that's something that you don't get to miss. Like you don't get to miss when there's laws that could cause your friend who's been working for 12 years really hard in America to get deported, you know? Like it's that kind of thing. Like you don't mm-hmm. get to miss things. And like privilege is like, okay, I know it's not gonna rain on me. It's not that like your work isn't hard or you're not deserving of things that you've gotten. Sometimes you aren't. Very often you aren't, but a lot of times just like other people deserve to get good position and good compensation for the work they do and like not be in like a state of terror. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the hardest thing to explain to people who have that so deeply ingrained in them. I once had a friend on Facebook who um, said something to the effect of, well, God, I wish I had known I had white privilege all this time because I've been working hard for what I have all my life. And if I could have come through the screen, <laughs> it was just it's it, to be able to even say something like that and not realize just how tone deaf, you know, and just absolutely ridiculous you are you know and i probably could have written him like a 24 page essay on just how wrong and dumb he was but you know i just unfriended him instead i was like i I don't even have time like i can't i can't do it for him so there's not always that energy or like that ability which is why things like the like 20th century union or like now like social media they're kind of allowing people to see like okay here is a way of connecting people on just like a need basis. And like for a lot of people, that might be the simplest way to do it. Say, Hey, people just want to like see kids do well and have like full stomachs and warm beds. And that's like across any category, you know, (laughs) like that's across like any category of like any group, really like just some general safety and like happiness and like not suffering. And like, I think like that's something that like we've, it seems like people are at least understanding more about the constructs around them. Yeah. And I think that's an important first step. But um, uh, speaking to social media, what do you think about this uh, sudden backlash against what people are calling cancel culture? I mean, fuck that shit. Uh, honestly, like <laughs> the thing about like cancel culture is it's framing the narrative as, as if like we are a culture that is looking to get rid of people or like take their their rightfully gotten gains through technicality no it's just basically like hey if you do something that is harm is bad for your community or for the group that you're in um Mm -hmm. we don't want you there it's like i'm not like canceling somebody who's like doing work and having fun and like okay like i'm writing a book i'm canceling somebody that like in their book is like this is like a why phrenology works, you know, like that's where it's at. Like, and people aren't being canceled. Like how many people that have been canceled have really been canceled? Like a lot haven't a lot just like yell censored or like are on the floor of Congress wearing masks. Then they're censored when they should be completely like stripped of all their roles and have maybe started be a little bit in some cases, but cancel culture like doesn't exist. Yeah, it's it's not a thing. And what I the way I 
say it is just, look, it's not that you're the only difference between now and in the past is that now people can see what a piece of shit you are in real time. And if they choose not to endorse you or buy your products, JK Rowling or anything else because of that, that's your own fault. Maybe you need to investigate the belief that you have that is angering so many people or hurting so many people. There's so many very talented people in so many communities that like, it's like, okay, I'm not going to support this comedian or like this author. I really like I could find somebody else who like maybe makes like we feel that way. But also like people are very forgiving. Literally, I feel like if you just like took the L sometimes and mm-hmm. like actually grew, people would be like, oh, okay, this person like changed their whole situation up and like realized the ways they were hurting like other groups. Right. And I, I think that's part of the problem with people like JK Rowling, and I I use her as an example because not too long ago I read that essay that got published in the New York Times or whatever, and she's one of the people who signed it. The problem is that when people were telling her that her behavior was problematic and was hurting the trans community, she doubled down on it. She started just absolutely getting worse and more, uh, I don't know, strong in her conviction. And this is a woman who, before she had made those statements, had a majority of the collective gay community behind her because they always believed that she was, you know, such an advocate and such an ally. And, you know, it's I feel like it's people like that who, when the harm of their their behavior thrown in their face, they decide not only are they not going to do anything about it, they're going to make it worse somehow. Those are the people who really need to be canceled. And like she had success through adversity through creativity um people so badly wanted to and to an extent still want to root for her still do she's she was one of my heroes you know one of the her quotes is my absolute favorite quote of all time thank god COVID happened before i got it tattooed though because that was something i was seriously gonna do (laughs) now i just look like an asshole you're a hairy wizard is that it yeah that's it and it was gonna be like uh haggard but like wearing a pimp hat merle haggard just like, yeah, yeah, hey, was it? Oh, yeah, I did say that weird, didn't I? I'm Southern. Got to forgive me. Sometimes things just pop out. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like a just such an easy person to talk about this with because like nobody wants to not enjoy JK Rowling. Exactly. It's not like she had pissed anybody off doing anything before that, except for like some conservatives. I mean, I think she definitely was having some issues with goodwill of how she was like r- representing like native american magic and like african magic and like yeah as some time passed a lot of us started seeing some things that we didn't catch as kids that were pretty problematic but (laughs) like if she just stopped writing new harry potter stuff said all right i'm gonna go do some mysteries but also i'm not gonna use like a scientist who like advocated like conversion therapy um (laughs) as my like pseudonym (laughs) and she just like said all right uh Sorry about some of the 90s. Here's new authors working on Harry Potter. Here's an anthology set in the 40s. Like, people <laughs> would eat that up, you know? But okay, cool. Like, and it would here's be the perfect like, tone for her. Oh, I made something, but I don't want to keep, like, spoiling it. It's the universe. I don't know why that's my, like, Riddler, like, Batman villain voice for her right now, but I don't know. Hey, it fits. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, it's hard uh, to know when to leave. And, um... It's kind of like it's bad when like you almost like think fondly of someone like George Lucas. You're like, man, George Lucas, he did a lot of of like 
of like weird puppet racism. But at least like you you left. Very true. <laughs> I want to say speaking of like puppet racism, but that doesn't actually relate to anything we're talking about. So uh, this week uh, we looked at uh, Head Tie Common and uh, let's take a break and head over there. We are back, and this week we looked at uh, the live-action 2013 hentai common movie. Now, uh, now, Steph, this is a different kind of thing that we've looked at, but uh, I'd like to hear your, like your thoughts on it. Top level, think if Spider-Man was a sex icon. You, you don't have to ask that question. That is already true. Well, that's People true. People are horny for that man. <laughs> that's true, but imagine him with underwear on his face and the power to kill people by teabagging them. And I feel like that's exactly what this movie was. And I think that Spider-Man should do a shot for shot remake. That would be an interesting choice to go for like the spider balls. Um, So I recently did an episode on cutie honey, which is also like a horny like TV show or like a, where this like was like a very horny movie, but um, it was kind of like oh, um, I think it kind of works through being earnest, and I think this also was a lot of fun. Once you realize it's also not trying to be like serious at all. Yeah, and I I think that was something that occurred to me like partway through the movie. Um, that the fun of the movie wasn't the fact that they were trying to make you think it was anything but what it was. All the villains were silly. The the protagonist was silly like it it was just it was meant to be just a fun movie from start to finish and it definitely was i think too that's like the charm of like what toku is like on the top level too it's like oh this is earnest like this is we're trying to do something live we're trying to use real pieces that's gonna be clunky that's gonna have seams but Mm -hmm. let's do it full on and this definitely went full on with it (laughs) Yeah, it did. You know, it almost had like um, an American Pie vibe for me. Mm -hmm, The way it kind of like every time you thought that you had seen everything that was going to happen, they pulled out a wild new trick. And I laughed more than I have in a while at something just watching some of those scenes, despite the fact I didn't even have subtitles. I was literally just in my head having to follow everything happening. I didn't realize, yeah, because my version had really messed up subtitles that didn't work. <laughs> so I had to find them on like open subtitle where they had them. But uh, I didn't even think to do that. Um, but it didn't matter. It's not like I feel like I missed a whole bunch of the story. I mean, it's probably some some of his inner monologue he had going on was pretty funny. But aside from that, like I, uh, there wasn't a way to not get the story. <laughs> oh, there's so many fun jokes actually. Um, at the start of the movie, there's like a scene where he stops some like people mugging this guy. And like he like has all their hands like underneath his like balls and is like, oh, well, like you could have my jewels and that kind of stuff. And that's just the way he's talking the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, it was unfortunate that I couldn't understand him when he would switch over um, because I feel like just the way his tone of voice changed and the way he was moving. He had to be saying just the most ridiculous things. But 
I can always look up the transcript later and, and dig through it. I'm sure I'm sure I'll be able to find something out there for it. This was like a parody manga from the 90s. It's like one of the the more nude you get, the stronger you are ones. There's a couple, honestly. <laughs> are there really? Uh, there's one I don't know the name, but it's like a like female version where she has to get naked but put on like a luchador mask and then she's powerful and that kind of thing. That probably hasn't That's been like made live fun. action. <laughs> this has had like an anime or like some anime movies, maybe like a similar like concept has, but yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun just to like <laughs> see them take the concept and go for it. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely went all in. I, I really was just mind blown <laughs> with almost every single part of it. It was and I was not expecting, honestly, the first villain to come in and be as wacky as the hero was. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't know what I was expecting. But yeah, just realizing that and seeing everybody playing into this world together was just beautiful. Because it starts like a Marvel movie, like the pages going and it's like, oh, like here's like some shots from like the comic. And then it's like, here's like the real movie. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it's it's rated PG-12 where I was like, yeah. I guess I was a little shocked by that because of the way you had described it to me. And then those first opening scenes come up and I was like, this is not something anybody 12 or older should be watching until they turn like 24. You have to be able to rent a car to watch hentai comics. <laughs> like once you have something like of like a two year or greater like credit history, you could watch this movie. Yeah, you have to at least have what is the drinking age here? 21. So you have to have at least three years being able to mix your own cocktail before you can watch this movie. Before you watch this cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> but no, um, this also feels like a 90s action movie where it's like, it's not trying to build like a wider universe. It's not like, oh, like ass man shows up in the credits and is like, hey, what's up? I'm starting an initiative. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. I, I, I could have handled some sequels to this one. There is a sequel. Oh, really? Yeah, a 2016 movie. And also it's weird because um the main character like here is in like a you know, Vice, which is a drama coming out for like HBO Max soon. So it's like kind of like a related thing where it's like he's somebody like you can tell by how tall and handsome he is that like he's somebody. No, um, the plot here is like really fun where like that first scene with the whip lady, that's clearly his mom later. But basically, like his dad was this cop and like she like figured out his fetishes and they got married and that's how he got born. But he died after being shot by a criminal. I am glad that you clarified that for me. I was going to ask because I didn't have the subtitles. I I recognized him from the opening scene in that picture. But then I was like, but how did they end up together? Did she kill him and then like have his kid? What the hell? So, yeah, I'm glad you clarified that. (laughs) Yeah, um, because like he shows up later in like weird like dream sequences, like being like, oh, son, you could do it. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He shows up in costume, though, right? His dad shows up when he's like in need of like encouragement from like ghosts the way that like okay that's right they do yeah but yeah that was very fun uh for then to see like this nice pleasant scene of him you know quietly talking to this picture and then all of a sudden the same lady from the opening scene comes in and starts whipping the shit out of him (laughs) i i almost fell out of my chair i laughed so hard just because it was so unexpected i did check that and that's the kind of thing where um 
like she's playing his mom, but like she was like 35 and he was like 33. Kind I was of about thing. to say, because they looked very close to the same age. He, But he is very good at like with his facial expressions, pulling off that really boyish thing. So they almost got away with it. The main dude's name is um, Ryuhei Suzuki. Um, I believe I got that correctly. I'm going to say that is correctly. Um, and he's like a one of those dudes that's like um, prominent enough that he's going to show up in like some stuff like that, like a uh, new HBO series like Tokyo Vice. But um, the main girl in this movie, um, Akio Shan, uh, she is a weird figure to talk about. Uh, she was she was unexpected. I, I will say that. <laughs> her name is Fumika Shizumi or um, Shimizu. Fumika Shimizu. Um, and she was a main character in a Kamen Rider series around this time, Kamen Rider Force. Oh. Uh, which was a high school slash astronaut themed show. Uh, it's definitely one of the more like lighthearted like ones, but um, so she was kind of like a young and upcoming like actress. Uh, and then she joined the reason I was even on Wikipedia was to learn like a little bit more about um the controversial entertainment industry in Japan, happy science religion. Oh, happy science religion. Is that the name of a production company or? Well, yes, it's also the name. They, it's the kind of thing where it became religion. Then if you check her like credits, it's all happy science films after like 2016, basically. Cause she was like, now she's involved in, um, that group like pretty strongly. So is it like Scientology? That's, Close enough as far as like its influence, I guess, is the best way okay. to put it. I don't want to talk like too much about like a religion that like I don't know a ton about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let's channel the teaching of like Confucius and like Jesus Christ and make like a thing. Um, it has that same that same reputation where people are like it's a cult. It's like taking people. It's really terrible to women. It's like controlling people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the case. Like this person is like. 26 and since she was 22 she hasn't done anything outside of this group basically wow it's wild to think yeah yeah that's crazy i i think um i told you when we met that a a lot of the stuff that i do watch when i watch tv and movies is is like true crime and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and i've been actually looking at a lot of cult stuff lately when um that nexium thing came out i got really really into that um and now i've been looking into the scientology one with leah remini a lot but because it has several seasons now um so yeah that's definitely one i'm gonna try and look into just because it sounds super interesting especially since it's based around like like actors and prominent people like that that's seriously crazy because <laughs> yeah like um the culture that you have in japan like i'm not like claiming to be an expert but like you do have lots of people that like are like hey when i'm 13 i start like being part of this like idol group and I like dance and I sing and I go to like different events and like mm-hmm. I'm making no money but I'm trying to be popular and there's like tons of them and like tons of them don't get popular like despite their like talent or skill like there's a lot of people who like success or not are young and like often exploited or like put in positions where like even if they're not like being harmed they are inured to what might be red flags in behavior mm-hmm. just because of like working from a young age, like with a production company that that company might always treat them well and never exploit them. But 
ask them to be ready to be exploited like you know <laughs> like it's just that kind of thing where it makes yeah. sense that this would happen near hollywood when there's like that many people who like don't have like a support system and like are oh, yeah always i being absolutely believe that yeah i am um, i actually recently um read on one of the subreddits i follow about um some drama that there had been around a uh a popular singing show in korea actually around mm. k-pop bands that was kind of along that same lines of like american idol um and they were talking about how they had fallen uh, under fire by the government, I guess, because all, so many of their votes and like their tabulations had been manipulated, manipulated over three seasons. And then after that, some of the like former uh, singers that they had had, both male and female, came out talking about how atrocious their conditions were and like the places they stayed and, you know, the kind of... Um, you know, verbal scrutiny that they were constantly under. So it was, it's really interesting to see that just about, I mean, it's, it's any place where there's a whole lot of that kind of like, you know, production in media, right. It seems to be like, it's almost a breeding ground for those types of things to happen, especially to children, you know, because a lot of times they don't know any better. So they just do what they're told. Yeah. And they want to gain experience and they want to do something. And let's face it, like, um, there's a world difference between somebody who's like 23 and runs to try and get acting jobs than somebody who's 12. Yeah, absolutely. Because that also kind of might imply something about like the people around that child and mm-hmm. who care for that child and what their priorities are and like what they're willing to allow. So, yeah, like it's one of those things where like, okay, um, I've seen people like hate on this person. I'm also like this person was also like she's like 26 now she was like 18 or like 19 when she did this movie mm-hmm. uh, like whenever she was in contact like with this group if they're offering her certain amounts of like you'll get two movies a year or whatever like one movie like a year and like you will have a support system even if that's messed up like we're comparing that to like an ideal like especially like imagine you're like somebody who's living a life on tv pretending they're part of normal families and then isn't right how fake the idea of like how fake the idea of a non-exploited like condition is where it's like well like, I'll just, i like this exploitation better and i say that as somebody who like totally like has looked at like ser- like depictions of family in like media be like yeah that's some bullshit <laughs> that's not real <laughs> No, you and I are in the same boat there. That's it, especially like the uh, older cheesy ones. Now I look at them and I'm like, this is why I liked it as a kid. And this is why I think it's fucking stupid as an adult. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I spent so much of my time trying not to feel like my life is transactional just because of that. Like, it, it's totally like the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, I want to offer my time to somebody or I want to ask something of somebody or spend time with somebody. But, like, I want to do it in a way where I know that they know that it's not, like, that's not it, you know? Like, that's not, like, a let's let's make a deal, you know? And that's, like, a hard thing. Yeah, I get it. And you and I are in the same boat. And I think that that definitely another thing that comes along with that is, um, you know, wanting to be uh, a people pleaser to the point of, like, wearing yourself out sometimes. And to the point of, you know, feeling like people aren't going to want to be around you anymore if you can't do the you know do favors for them or, or give them things or whatever and you know it's it's hard mentality to overcome 
a lot of the time, like like people blame people who are placed into bad, who get into bad situations, not placed there. Well, like there are like sometimes placed there, but it's like, yeah, well, how are you supposed to know? Like if you're like a 15 year old whose parents took them across country to meet Joe Exotic or like whatever that like Florida like crime, the not Joe Exotic like dude was of. It's like, well, maybe you don't have the good framework or support group in the first place to not be here, you know, to not. Yeah, exactly. And that's to me, that's always the issue with victim blaming is because you don't, you know, the people that that say things like that hardly ever know the circumstances leading up to it. You know, nobody wakes up one day and says, you know, I want to be walking down the street and have somebody beat me over the head and take my wallet. That's not a thing. So it's, I don't know, it's always very frustrating for me, especially when you're talking about um, people who were put under the spotlight at a very young age. And we have yeah. several examples of that because, you know, and I, me being a teenager in the 90s, all of our pop stars were that. They were all young girls whose families had pushed them into the spotlight. And then all of them eventually, in some way or another, ended up losing their shit. Yeah, because they reached a point where they just, like, super tapped out they were super like just worn out and worn through and that could happen to anyone um and like people that are in the position where they need to from nothing provide themselves a framework for positive like relationships they don't know where to find that that's like saying oh this like um like person who is like living in their car should find this certain form to get this certain tax benefits like yeah, they really have no way of knowing to do that. Exactly. Exactly. It's I think um people that kind of have that behavior are trying to absolve themselves of having to take any action. It's like the um thoughts and prayers of the <laughs> of the world. Yeah. It's a big massive like structural thing and um I'm glad we're horny for change. <laughs> well, I, a few things make me hornier let's just be honest yeah same honestly like i love uh that whole chestnut i love but, a good uh, revolution oh uh, my second favorite kind of head is oral my first is from the guillotine that sounds <laughs> go do something bad to the heads actually which that i'm was, not that was amazing <laughs> hey like i have this special little like, guillotine on my car for what i want to get roadhead I could turn to the carrot top over here with my like when you gotta it's, pass gas. It's pa- fantastic. It really is, um, especially considering once again the hero of our our movie this week killed people by teabagging them. There's just so many, so many, so many things. <laughs> I love that there's a crunch when he has people like in his crotch, like there's like a cartoon like crunch down going on. Yeah, which is weird. It's weird, but you know. It couldn't have been any other sound, I don't think. No. Um, and like my favorite thing in like in movies is like hype it down like Spider-Man one slash Ghostbusters two hero montage. And we get that here where like he's going through and solving crimes and everything, and like let's save like fifteen different people and like stop different things, you know? I do too, just because it, it followed the action movie trope so well. I just really liked that. One recurring line from um from Ico, like the like love interest is like, oh, like anti carbon he's so perverted, but he's so cool. And she keeps saying that whenever like <laughs> she's fighting over him, uh, which is really funny. Um, 
it does the whole thing of like it's a love triangle between like this guy, his secret identity, and like the girl he likes kind of thing. Yeah. Which I really do love. Yeah, I, I thought that was really funny. Um, I will say though, the thing that surprised me was um because so early in the movie they didn't really um give any indication to it. So the first time he went through the change and then he like busts out with this really muscular body and like looking just crazy you know because he's only in his underwear anyway but then he just walks out so well built and like looking off of like something off of one of those uh, men's bodybuilding magazines i was like is that the same guy <laughs> it seriously took me a minute that's definitely part of it though like it's supposed to be that way and um he definitely i love the voice he has like what he's like head tie calvin just it's great yeah yeah it, it really was <laughs> and like his various powers like there's a point later where like the police like are on a roof after he stops somebody from like committing suicide and like um what the police say is oh my god hentai common you're so cool and they're like so excited to meet him and, like that's the point where he first like flies and like throws a whip out and i'm like wait you could do that that's that's where i got the spider-man thing <laughs> that's where i got that idea from yeah but can we talk about the couple of scenes before that where he's trying to find new underwear yeah and he goes into that that shop filled with ladies. That was another scene where I laughed so hard. I, I, I really almost fell out of my chair. I'm not sure if you like got this, but they have to be used panties. Yeah. They don't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, though. But that lady pulling that curtain open and just their faces, they both collectively have such horrified looks for just a beat before all the chaos starts. That it, it was just, it was perfect. That was such a well done scene. If it wasn't for the height, he wouldn't have like, fit in that badly like the wig looked fine on him honestly the outfit like he looked fine until yeah that it was the fact that he was towering over everybody and probably the fact that he looked so uncomfortable so i think that's what the uh the associate actually clocked yeah <laughs> um and when he goes to help that person who's about to jump um he uses the, uh, like hypnotism to make the guy not want to do suicide and it's all, all like suicide's not cool I was like, okay, that's a little interesting as a take, uh, but also like doing crotch hypnotism. So I'm not going to think too deeply about the moral logic of what you're doing. Yeah, I, it did make me wonder, though, if that was a superpower I would like to have. Like crotch based powers? Well, especially crotch hypnotism, though. Can you imagine like you're trying to comfort one of your friends when they're upset and you just be like, look, I just need you to get on your knees for a second. And they're like, what? No, just trust me. We've been friends for a while. Just just trust me. Just stare at my crotch. I wonder how that would go for me. It depends on how quickly you could start the crotch hypnotism, I think. Yeah. Because if it's just like, okay, and like, wait five minutes while this happens, just slowly. Come on. It's it's just a warm up. Just uh, hold on. I'm going to play some music to make you more comfortable. And then like some of those uh, 70s really cheesy porn strains come on. Please, we have to do it. I, um have eczema this is the only thing that'll help look at my crotch like <laughs> some weird reason you have to get your friends to get your crotch i don't know like please i um i'm really sad about what's going on in, in like france right now like i like really hope like they like have their union help for the farmers please look at my crotch <laughs> I'm so sad like i'm trying to think of what that is um um a couple years ago there was a my brother my brother and me bit where they were like hearing from somebody who was trying to get their friend to kick them so they could take their friend's shoes off and their friend's socks off and this is kind of what that sounds like where it's like i 
I can't think of a way to get uh, to get somebody to stare at my crotch like that that doesn't want to for other I guess you would have to um have that same outfit and the very significant bulge and then people wouldn't be able to look away and then you could just hypnotize them before they realized what happened unless you look at like a cool spinny belt buckle like oh, oh look at go. this yeah uh, see we solved it case is closed like you put different things on it like um which game is it like is that wheel of fortune like where it's like oh like you got half a car you got a vowel or whatever it is yes wheel of fortune okay yeah. <laughs> new merch idea hypnotic belt spinner i mean hey it might work uh but uh what happens as the movie kind of like comes on though is that there's this like martial arts long hair braided dude who wants to take over the school because there's money underneath it um so he gets beat up and like has like a nose spin and then hires like various various different like assassins to the school um and what do you think of this whole like martial arts bad guy group that then hires like several different like assassins so i'm glad I'm glad you explained about the money because I could not understand yeah. why all these villains were so obsessed with going to this school. Um, I thought it was weird, but then again, it was a silly movie anyway. So uh, stranger things have happened. Um, but yeah, uh, I wondered why they immediately started resorting to hiring assassins. Um, but, you know, it gave them people to fight and there were definitely some interesting battles in there. Um I did think it was funny how whenever he wasn't in costume, though, he kept get, kept getting punked in front of her. Like, the amount of times somebody would just hit him once and he'd be knocked over and she was just standing right there looking at him like, really? Was just amazing. The reason for my whole hentai, like, exploits was to find out how long, like, this was when it was, like, a, when it was, like, a, like, manga. Um, and basically, it, it had, like, six volumes and 52 issues. So, it, it ran for a a bit it ran for a while um but basically um i'm guessing these are all from that but they're all like different themes so like the first one was like the goody two-shoe brigade and they were all about like following school rules were like oh like you're like shirts like too flashy kind of thing like punch you up you know and that's why they wanted to put clothes on him to make him follow like school regulations uh-huh the second one like the guy with the surfboard was like pleasant pleasant guy and he was just like I'm so pleasant, you're so weird, and, like, was using the girl's screams to, like, power up. I liked him because it almost looked like they were having a sexy off, and I appreciated that. One was, um, his name was, like, Moho Man, but I think that was meant to be, like, Homo Man, and, like, that was the joke that he, like, <laughs> was into Hentai Coven. Um, there was, um, the other dude was, like, short, thin dude, and this whole thing was, like, it's not fashionable to be muscular and he gets like taken out in one punch because he's like a like very scrawny dude. But yeah, that's the assassins. Yeah, very they, fun. they really sure they sent their A issue. squad, didn't they? I mean, at a certain point, what else you got besides this weird teacher who's a bizarro hentai common, I guess, is this whole thing? Well, you do have one thing before that. You you've well, not necessarily like a, a an assassin, but one of the scenes that made me also laugh hysterically was the braided dude laying down, eating one bite off of the fried chicken and then throwing it at people. Honestly, you should like find subtitles for that movie just for that guy, though, because like the whole scene, he's just like 
and I'm wasting perfectly good chicken. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> I just took one bite like out of this chicken and I'm throwing it. <laughs> Why can't we find somebody to, to stop him? Yeah, that's amazing. If I laughed as hard as I did at places like that without even knowing what they were saying, I can only imagine how hard I'll be laughing when I actually know what the jokes are. So, yeah, that'll be next on the list. So the last assassin is this at the same time as a new substitute teacher shows up and is like is taking like Ico into like different classrooms for like private lessons. Um, there's also this like other hentai Kaba who's like a like shorter scrawnier dude and I assume would just be like a one second fight scene basically like once he caught him but he's actually this like bizarre hentai Kaba is like in pink and like scrawny or whatever and like fighting him um his he's got a whole thing the reason he beat hentai Kaba was because he was edging himself basically oh and like and like being humiliated like basically like his whole monologue on the rooftop is like, yeah, and like I wear the panties with the outside facing out so I can't even smell the woman and like I'm edging myself and like he points like to his crotch says like I have a special containment device to make my dick look really small so everyone will think, oh, he has such a small dick and they'll be and I'll be so embarrassed and like that's what he's talking about on the roof. Oh my god. He's getting off on how pathetic he seems and like how much he's like not allowed to like enjoy his perversion. And that's why he's stronger than Hentai Calvin. Oh my god. This this really was <laughs> the perfect choice for this episode. I love it so much. Yeah, and um that leads to your classic, oh I can't use my powers like arc. But he has to because the school's under attack. He fights without like his powers and like then is able to like transform again to fight on like the like bizarre head dichotomy or like the dark head dichotomy but um he has this great line of oh your power isn't based on how perverted you are and like the bizarre head dichotomy like shit you're right <laughs> and then that's when they fight again <laughs> oh that's great what do you think of like their fight theater like his like tactics and like his like super moves in general <laughs> like his secret moves and everything uh i thought that they were perfect for the character he was playing and like I said before, I, I enjoyed the fact that just when I thought the movie had like reached peak goofiness, something else happened. So I, I learned to quit having that expectation by the time that big fight happened. And like, this is such a good like, um, it's a good movie to watch if you've watched a lot of superhero movies just for how much fun it has in the form of being like, this is ridiculous. Don't take it too seriously. Like, have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. Like, because like, it's become so formulaic. Like, even watching like WandaVision, like I've been like, ah, oh, this is like trying to always tell jokes, but it's never like funny or goofy. It's always like serious and like people are like snarky or like yeah. things happen. That one's next on my list because another of my friends recommended it also. But um, I, I was going to say that's actually one of the reasons why I did enjoy it so much, because before the lockdown happened, um, we had gotten really into going out and seeing the new Marvel movies as they came out. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't call myself like a superhero or Marvel buff by any means, but it was just something that I really enjoyed, you know, taking a couple hours out to do. So I think that's why this was so funny for me because I could see like all the, they had used all the elements of a superhero movie and then just made it as funny as they possibly could. So it was Something that you definitely don't see every day. No, oh, yeah. And like, it's like committed to like 
its bit in a way, which is great. Um, one thing too is that um, I do love how they do like the superhero like tattered mask thing, but it's panties and it shows who he is by his like cartoon eyes when he's like in that mode, and like that's how he gets found out. It's like like the like oh like Spider Man, my mask is tattered by my like epic fights. Yeah, definitely. But then there's a giant mech. So he's like needs his girlfriend's panties to like go super mode, go super saiyan. I that was another time I laughed my ass off, especially because she's so solemn about it. And it's like such a serious moment. And then he puts them on and then just loses his shit. I, it was just hilarious to me. And like he's like very into the fact that her name's on them. And I don't know, that's a weird thing to be I'm like, is that a good thing? Uh, yeah i maybe it's just like a um you know it's a constant souvenir i guess uh, i don't know I, I thought that was strange too yeah i was like oh it's like laced in that's weird um, Yeah, and doesn't seem like it'd be comfortable but that's just me doesn't no um but hey and he wins the day because he destroys the bad guy's balls again which <laughs> is a recurring bit at the end always the balls and then um, he has a dream there at the pool and gets an erection in class. One that is so large, it almost pokes the guy in front of him's head when he stands up from his desk. There's a scene earlier where like he um, is like before he realizes that the substitute teacher is like um, a bad guy where like he gets one and like the teacher's like trying to push his desk down because it's like too high. And like that's like a little like fun joke, too, where it's like. Oh no, like please stop it. Like I'll like help but like oh. Is that the scene where at the end of it um she goes to like reach toward him and he does that high pitched scream at her? Yeah. Okay, good. I was wondering what was going on. And then we get a freaking fantastically done ending sequence. Like those credits are incredible. They and they have just some of the best music. I I like, was rocking out. Yeah. Like great music, like panties falling down, like it kind of looked like um when like a new Frozen movie comes out or something like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like some snowflakes. It was like panties and stuff. That's great. The next time I see a commercial for Frozen, I'm going to think of panties now. And yeah, uh, this is a very fun movie. Um, it's dumb. I don't think I'd watch it outside of like the confines of this. But also, I know people like the sequel a bit because <laughs> it goes a little weirder, which is fun, I guess. Uh, I would like to at some point look more at um, the... Um, weirder side of like toku too like that like, like pe- people might not know yeah i think that would definitely be fun just uh, especially with um things like you know this one where it was kind of out there and it definitely was like catered to a specific audience i feel like uh, stuff like that i think would be super fun to look at no yeah totally it's just like so it's committed in a way <laughs> uh and yeah um that's valentine's day and i hope y- that all of you came and enjoyed our podcast uh, this week. Oh, you blew your load on that one. Yeah. Really boink the president's daughter. Right? That's what they say. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll say it is. Yeah. We hope we uh, wet you with our words. Oh, we hope that you need us to go to the quarter store and buy you some little Debbie treats in your stupor. Yeah, we'll even cut them in half for you, make it like a nice little presentation. Speaking of cut in half. Uh... <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> work on that.
the problem the problem is that um i i don't know what sex is <laughs> i haven't figured it out the head tie confused me i thought it was supposed to be censored down there and now i think i've been doing it wrong it was always censored for me whenever i had sex that that will lead to some cute confusion yeah i am um, i just I don't know how to help. Maybe watch that movie a couple more times. See if you can pick up some tips. I'm pretty sure being able to hypnotize people with your crotch is a real thing. And people have just been lying to me my whole life. Sometimes when I try and pee, instead there's a, instead there's a bunch of like blurriness. And then I have to like go jump into paintings like Blue's Clues and handle it. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, we're not even recording late this time. No. <laughs> just let's just say uh Anne Boleyn, more like uh a painting I had sex in with Anne Boleyn. Wow. I don't know why I, I picked Anne Boleyn there, but <laughs> I, I don't have a painting of Anne Boleyn in my bathroom for when I get horny. <laughs> oh somebody okay, somebody has to have done that, right? Like back in olden times when like there wasn't a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, my mom's got a painting of Anne Boleyn. It's the 30s. A better jacket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. Have you seen life that works. she's showing her ankle? It's so erotic. So erotic. That that's gotta be at least what most of her body looks like under there, right? It's all ankle points. <laughs> all ankle Anne Boleyn is like the weirdest like roller derby name. <laughs> Or a band name. Yeah. I don't even sure what that means. But yeah, just like when you like take your clothes off, it's all ankles. That would be a scary beast. It, somebody is into it somewhere. All ankle monster. I mean, somebody's into everything. So. That's very true. Yeah. Hopefully you don't even have to jump into paintings like Blue's Clues like I do to have sex. I don't know why I picked that power for myself, but there I, I am. I, yeah. And, and we'll all just learn to have to live with it, I think. I'm glad that you're all learning to live with me. <laughs> Isn't that uh, the point? Nobody of... at us and ask him about his sex life. You'll be very confused. Yeah, I'm constantly jumping into like various like paintings and being like, oh, hey, what's up? I love um, to farm and your marriage seems a little stale. So maybe farmer and the like farm lady, we can like work this out. Have a threesome. Ooh, boy, put that pitchfork down. It's it's really distracting because if you have Kip over to your house and you actually want his attention, you have to take all your paintings down. He once tried to jump into one of my mirrors and I was very concerned. Yeah, bowl of fruit. More like, hmm, I'm the brute. I'm the fruit brute. That's what I say. That's, that's your new nickname, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, damn. I'm like the Gallagher of the bedroom. That's what they call me. <laughs> and there's so much happening like Nathan Fillion the hammer is my penis <laughs> god uh, I would make so much money if I could figure out how to break a watermelon with any part of my nethers well, any of my I nooks and like, crannies I feel like you just gotta work them out I mean we literally just watched a movie about a guy who could kill people with his I think the more central to your body whatever you use to break a watermelon is the higher tax bracket you get into like feet. Okay. Who, who can't like thighs. Okay. You can make it some money. 
once you're in like that prime area though, that's where you start making the real money. Yeah, I've noticed you do tend to get offered more money for parts like that. So yeah, I could see that. I, I buy that. Speaking of uh yeah. So speaking of yeah. <laughs> no, uh, speaking of um big explosive battles with things at, at scales you may not understand. Um next time we are together, Steph, we are going to be looking at um a very fun very we haven't looked at ultraman yet and that is another one of those series that like we should look at like as like we're um trying to show you toku okay so with that um i have a couple of options and i'm trying to figure out for that can you find either on google or i know you do play so in person a sided dice eight sided uh let me find the amount of sides i need actually gotcha because I, I actually do have several sets of them, so. Can you find me a six-sided dice? I can. Give me just one minute. I actually have some here at my desk for my Thursday games. So with that, what I am doing, everyone, is I have taken from Ultraman Tiga to Ultraman Mebius. Um, and I'm just going to say, uh, based on what we roll, is going to look at what we are looking at. Okay, here we go. That is a five. With that, we are going to be looking at Ultraman Tiga, episodes one through four, which is going to happen regardless of what we rolled, and Ultraman Cosmos, which is the fifth entry. And that means that's also episodes one through four. So the interesting thing is Tiga is kind of a relaunch of the franchise. It's kind of like uh, as simple of a show as you can get for what Ultraman is. kind of like the Kuga of Ultraman, uh, like Kamarada Kuga. And then okay. Ultraman Cosmos is kind of like a gentler, almost like ecologically minded, like pacifism based Ultraman that like a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I love to like jump into all your paintings of Ronald Reagan and like leave them bukkake at your house. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I was a Reagan uh, painting collector i would let you just because you know it's valentine's day and i feel like everybody needs to shoot their shot quite literally i'll be honest probably wouldn't do it for me that ronald reagan i would like be like i think as a patriot i should deface this but i have other fluids that are easier to access in the presence of a reagan that's That's yeah i feel like i'll agree with you there absolutely like hair skin all those fluids (laughs) <laughs> my fluid hair but no um so with that you know more about me and my painting jumping habits and i think uh when you aren't being horny where can people find you stuff um i'm still being horny just as a different person but on uh bulldogs and dragons adventuring academy um so we were talking with our storyteller joseph and he was letting us know that there had been some serious audio issues in our earlier episodes, so we're working on getting those cleaned up. We should be posting more soon. Um, we're all kind of collectively volunteering to take stabs at cleaning up some of that since uh, I, I'm not sure if it was the bots we were using or what, but we're getting that uh, cleared up, so hopefully we'll have some more episodes for you guys soon. And I'm on Twitter at hat underscore sis. Um, please come join me because I uh, love chatting on Twitter um, and I have a really empty timeline right now. So that'd be fun. Regardless, uh, you could find uh, me on Twitter.com at JS Forge for uh, my random personal musings. 
And then you can find the podcast uh, at Carbon Ride with me, carbonridewithme.com. And uh, send any questions to podcast at carbonridewithme.com. We would love to hear some questions about Ultraman. Um, there is Instagram, Carbon Ride with me. I'm not sure how you at people there, but that's how you find that. Oh, <laughs> uh, there is um, like carbonridewithme.com slash episodes for all of our episodes. There's carbonridewithme.com slash merch for all of our merch, where that after our monthly hosting costs does all go to various charities. Uh, and yeah, with that, um, I'm very excited for next week. Uh, some more guest episodes as we kind of uh, just uh, are still on hiatus for uh, Cumber to Saber, but we will return soon with that. And I guess, uh, Steph, what we learned today? We learned that with the right pair of panties, you can do anything, especially if you wear them on your face.